On August 19, 2003, Sergio de Mello, the head of United Nations Mission in Baghdad, was killed along with members of his team and other civilians. We're here to look back at what happened on that Tuesday at the United Nations headquarters based at the Canal Hotel, and we'll together find who killed de Mello. Today's episode will be all about location. We can't talk about a crime without talking about where it took place and its surroundings and its history. Hi guys, this is Leila, your Iraqi host. Welcome again to Who Killed DeMello? And on today's episode, we will talk about the crime scene, a headquarters based at Baghdad. Canal Hotel Complex, which was located in East Baghdad. The Canal Hotel became the United Nations headquarters in Iraq during the 1990s. Since uh, UN inspections agencies and other United Nations team back in the 90s uh, made, uh, made it their permanent place, they were in Iraq uh, in constant presence. And this is, of course, because the UN sanctions were imposed on Iraq in 1990 after the Kuwait war, uh, after the Kuwait invasion, excuse me. And uh, there were a lot of agencies and programs and teams such as Oil for Food Program and others, like WMD, of course, inspection teams, were in, uh, in and out, uh, as I mentioned. So they wanted a facility to run their business and for some reason, Canal Hotel was chosen. This is far from the city center and became United Nations headquarters. I don't know how and why the Canal Hotel was converted into the UN, I mean, the UN lease of the place from the Iraqis or they bought it or they kind of contracted it. I have no idea. But let's talk about the nature of the building itself or even before that, why it was called the Canal Hotel. Um... It was called the Canal Hotel because it was built right on the bank of the Army Canal. It was a small man-made stream, or let's call it a creek, that was uh, dug uh, when the uh, first president of Iraq ruled in the, back in the 1950s. I mean, late 50s. President Abdel Karim Azam. And the hotel was uh, built either uh, late 60s or early 70s. The hotel was built on a cement Blocks. Uh, they were held by metal rods, or as they, uh, they I think they called uh, rebars, which are kind of like metal rods. They are sticking vertically and horizontally. And uh, later in August of 2003, the day of the blast, the cement blocks, they were the reason. Uh, this is where Mr. DeMello was trapped and killed. If it wasn't for that, he might have been. We might have had a different situation. But it wasn't the windows that killed him, that the window blessed. Uh, anyway, so the, uh, the hotel was consisted of three stories. It was a kind of a fancy hotel. Fancy hotel for East Baghdad. Actually, it was the only hotel in, in that wasn't in the city center, at least back then, back in the 70s. And it was about uh, 
20 minutes away from the city, from the city center. And the uh, Canal Hotel was the only thing standing in that area. Uh, with its uh, white and blue colors, the hotel was located actually between two bridges. One is called Baladiyat Bridge, and the other is Mashtal. As I mentioned in the first episode, that I grew up near the hotel. And I remember uh, when I was young, I uh, would go to uh, the, a park nearby the, uh, the hotel, which was just across the army canal. Uh, this is back in the 70s, so I can guess my age now. The area was lush and green, but throughout the years of embargo, Iraq's infrastructure got hit hard. Schools and parks were neglected, of course, but, um, but near the hotel and in the 1990s, it seems that there was a, a, a hospital built. I'm not sure if it was a private or public hospital, but it was uh, for um, uh, a spinal injury hospital. And it was just across the Canal Hotel. And uh, I forgot to mention that back in the 1980s, a school of tourism and hospitality was established. And since uh, this kind of business demands uh, practicing, the students would practice at the Canal Hotel. Uh, from, you talk about chefs, cooks uh, in the kitchen to front desk and all that. The good old days of Baghdad where education was taken seriously. The students even were required to take French lessons. So the tourism school was closed when the U.S. invaded Iraq in 2003. Later, they were relocated in city center. Early war of March that year, and since the Marines were the first to arrive Baghdad, by the way, they arrived Baghdad via Kuwait, in case someone is wondering. So the Marines from a Gulf Company seized the hotel and the school next door, and their task was to secure the Canal Hotel and made it fit to resume work, which it really reopened back in, uh, in May, just two months later, or even less. And I'm not exactly sure what, uh, what exact month the, uh, the School of Tourism, the facility became an outpost for Civil Affairs Battalion Number 411th, an Army Reserve Unit from Connecticut. So imagine with me, the triangle buildings here, the Canal Hotel with the UN presence, and then the Spinal Injury Hospital, and then the outpost, the Civil Affairs Battalion, Army Reserve, all in the same complex. So to resume work at the United Nations back in uh, May, the Baghdad Office of the United Nations Special Commission provided the required communication and logistical support in the field. Another agency, the Baghdad Monitoring and Verification Center, was responsible for the maintenance and operation of the monitoring system and also um, housed Baghdad-based inspection teams. This has all happened before Sergio Dumelo arrived Baghdad in early June. Mr. Dumelo, later when he arrived, he only represented the Secretary General. He wasn't responsible for all the agencies working already in Iraq. The, uh, the UN in Iraq were uh, temporarily not in Iraq from, I think, uh, late 2002 till May uh, the, of uh, 2003 uh, because of the uh, news of that the war will break, and, and which it did. Let's now just focus on the U.S. military presence in the complex. So the 411th 
was the only American unit in Baghdad that operated continuously outside the green zone. And uh, the green zone, which is, was locate, located in um, the city center. But uh, the 411th established its own compound. I can imagine a compound inside a compound. And the Iraqi School of Tourism, and I think uh, perhaps they expanded their um, facility. But if you want to see uh, Sergio Dumelo's office and the, United, the Canal Hotel and uh, the interior of the entire hotel, uh, please visit a Wikipedia site. Uh, and if you search the Canal Hotel Baghdad Blast and you scroll down, then you'll see to the right-hand side a clip by a U.S. Marine. His name is Mike Scotty. It's a couple of minutes video, and it's originally a clip from uh, his documentary called This is War. You'd see when he uh, says this is the office of the chief, that, that office, uh, three months later, became Mr. DeMello's office. It's a big room with an alcove, big windows, located on the third floor of the hotel. And uh, during his short stay in Iraq, DeMello and his bodyguards and staff members noticed how vulnerable the facility was. was. For a sniper can easily aim straight from the hospital across to the windows of DeMello's office. Or the other thing is, his office was located in a corner so it could be easily get targeted or blast. But still, Mr. DeMello refused to have extra security measures. Just to let you know, the Iraqis were allowed in and out the Canal Hotel without any thorough search. And DeMello refused to have American tank at the entrance of the facility to protect the place, for he didn't want to associate himself with the U.S. presence in Iraq. And that raised some concern after the attack of August 19th, after DeMello and his seven of his team were killed and other visitors and locals of working for United Nations and other uh, agencies. The U.N., was blamed, and a security chief back uh, then resigned, and it was a chaos after a tragedy. A few weeks before the attack, the windows of Mr. DeMello's office were protected by adding a layer of film in case of a blast. So the glass will not become a weapon like, you know, the shrapnels and all that. See, the hotel didn't have fortified walls. It might have just have razor wires like concertina wires and a few concrete block blockades versus the U.S. military next door. By then, I mean in August, mid-August, the civil affair from Connecticut were getting high T-walls, extra protection. I'm not sure they had HESCO boxes with more sandbags. And that made some people after the attack on August 19th, raised the question, did the U.S. military at the U.N. complex deliberately make the Canal Hotel vulnerable by extra securing their facility next door? Amorim Celso, a Brazilian former United Nations diplomat and Brazil's former minister of foreign affairs, wrote in one of his books that even if he's not a conspiracy theorist, but he strongly believes that the United Nations headquarters was deliberately weakened so it will become a soft target and the terrorists will attack it instead of attacking the U.S. military next door.
So DeMello didn't really die from the impact. He died once again from the uh, heavy concrete pieces that he was trapped in, in the rubble. And um, we will cover all that in the future episodes. Till then, please remember to subscribe. And thanks again for tuning in.